Hello and welcome to Season 1, a podcast where two best friends watch, review, and recommend TV shows that only aired one season. My name is Andrew. And my name is Presley. And this week's episode is covering 1899, a Netflix series. Presley, after we rolled a little fun intro song, why don't you tell me and our listeners a little bit about the show? Yes, uh, absolutely. So uh, thank you all for for sticking with us for another episode here. Uh, Let me go over the spoiler synopsis of 1899. Spoiler warning for everyone who has not watched the show uh, as my... It's basically impossible to not spoil the show. And buckle up because this is going to make very little sense to anyone who has not watched the show. I'm sorry in advance. 1899 was a Netflix original series which aired in 2022. The story focuses on the Kerberos, a ship traveling from England to the United States, and the various passengers and crew aboard. We begin the narrative with Maura Franklin, Emily Beecham, as she reveals a letter from her brother, who seemingly made the same trip on the sister ship of the Kerberos, the Prometheus, which was lost at sea four months prior. Each episode begins by revealing some detail of the past of the various leading passengers aboard the ship, basically our main characters, focusing on how they're all running away from some old error or mistake or crime or something to that effect uh, that they're leaving behind somewhere in Europe. As the ship continues on its voyage, they receive a distress call from what they believe is the Prometheus, and they go to investigate, and they end up discovering the ship, uh, which is uh, mysteriously missing all of its passengers uh, and crew and everyone. There's no bodies. There's no nothing. Uh, Everyone is gone, except for a small boy that they find locked in a cabinet uh, who is not saying anything. He also is carrying a mysterious pyramid weird rock thing that is very confusing. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so convoluted and impossible to describe this, and Andrew's yeah. laughing right no, along it's, with it's, me. Yeah. So uh, Moira is our is our main character, and then we also have Captain Ike, who's kind of our secondary lead or also lead, play, played by Andreas Pitchman. Pitchman, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. The two form a bond as they try to unravel what's happening to the various crew and the passengers of the Prometheus, as well as to their own ship. Uh, as people mysteriously start to die for literally no reason, along with uh, people at one point just throwing themselves overboard as this mysterious ticking sound is happening. Uh, so along with the boy, we also see uh, a character named Daniel Solis, uh, played by Oren Bernard. I'm so sorry. All these names are very hard to pronounce. 
Um, he boards the ship clandestinely, like in secret, when they bring the boy over uh, from uh, from a lifeboat from the Prometheus, and they begin to tow the ship over uh, along back to the mainland of uh, America. Daniel uses this mysterious sliding uh, device, kind of like one of those uh, number slider things where you have to like line up all the numbers or like the picture things, but it just has arrows on it. And uh, he is able to manipulate the ship in weird ways. He also has a, a, a luminescent beetle that can make the ship do certain things. I know I'm fucking going way... It's like so hard. Anyway, no, I do. You got to just keep. You, this yeah. is this is this is one where you just got to dive in. Yeah. As the show progresses, we discover more areas of the ship which seemingly are memories of the various passengers. For instance, Moira's has a hole underneath her bed that leads to a countryside area, seemingly somewhere in like England or Scotland or something like that. It leads to a big manor that's like a mental hospital. Um, Ike, the captain's, leads to the forest where his home was, where his daughters killed themselves and their mother and burned their house down. Um, so all of this is revealed and it kind of breaks the confines of reality because they go through these tunnels and then they're in a completely different space that isn't the ship and they're not bound by the laws of the ship. Um, and so all of this leads up to the reveal that the ship and the world at large uh, are, is actually a simulation with the passengers being uh, basically uh, within the simulation or trapped within the simulation, I should say. Um, and Moira is convinced that it is her father who uh, in the simulation owns the ship company and basically tortured her, um, who is also now running the simulation. So it's kind of like this, like he was running things when she was in 1899 and then also running the simulation. Uh as they continue, the simulation is basically shutting down and crashing because of virus and various other goings on. Uh, but before the simulation can be shut down and the loop started over, because the loop just keeps uh, starting itself over and over again, trying to see like if they can get to to America, which they've never have up to this point, uh, Daniel is able to modify the code of the simulation to change what the reset key is, because Moira basically has a key that goes to the mysterious pyramid that the boy that doesn't speak, which is actually her son has. <laughs> and <laughs> Andrew's laughing and I'm laughing because it's so convoluted. And so he's able to change the code, which allows for Moira to remember uh, at the next reset, instead of forgetting everything like she normally would at, at each next reset. And she is able to finally break out of the simulation uh, and reveal what the real world is, which we discover is actually her and the various crew that we've been following. Some of them who have lived and some who have died are, are aboard a spaceship traveling through the cosmos uh, called the Prometheus, not the Kerberos like they were on earlier, but the Prometheus, the ship that they found. Uh, and the year is 2099, or so we are led to believe by a monitor that is shown to be being written by her brother, who is the whole thrust of her trying to seek out uh, the Prometheus and go to the new world anyway. This is like one one thousandth of the whole fucking plot, and yeah. it's like so hard. But it ends with them being on a spaceship and all these people being in like a simulation that they were apparently trapped in, or something along those lines. They opted in uh, and couldn't get out. Basically, that took like, like eight minutes uh, to record and go through. <laughs> and I definitely didn't write as much as I said, but holy yeah. crap, this is a confusing show. Andrew, let's jump yeah. right into it. Yeah, uh, I mean, so okay, so this. Uh, just for anyone who uh, may have watched Dark, this is done by the same 
folks who did yeah. that. And I think Dark has a very similar, I haven't watched it, but it has a very similar vibe where it's kind of like mind-breaking, reality-breaking. There's some simulation-type things and whatnot in it, at least from from what I can understand. I literally, after I watched the show on Netflix, my feed was like, hey, watch Dark now. And it looked literally like a thing closing over the same and people. Like whatever yeah. kind of thing. So um, it's, yeah, it's kind of like if you liked this, you'll probably like this thing, right? The algorithm stuff, so. Anyways, uh, it's done by the same people. It's worth noting. So if you've watched Dark, then you know kind of the the work that these guys do. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I really enjoyed this show. Okay. Like I, uh, here's the thing, and and I and I was noticing this as I was watching it, was that a common criticism that I personally have had in some of the shows that don't give us a lot of information was that they don't give us enough. Right. And it's too mysterious for me to latch on. Mm-hmm. This was mysterious in such a good way that I couldn't help but. And I think that's okay. what a lot of shows are trying to get is like, God, I, I, God damn, I can't figure out what's going on. I need to watch the next episode. These guys did that super well, and a lot of other shows haven't. And I think the reason, part of the reason why is because they just, they crafted a really good story and it was very compelling and I just wanted to constantly know what was going on. But they also killed it with some of the, the, the main characters. I I'll say main characters because there's a bunch of characters and they don't have a backstory, but they absolutely crushed it with character development and the storytelling of each of their pasts. Um, And I guess, the reasons potentially why they're trying to get away from reality. The whole, the whole thing we see at the end is Mara's kind of struggling with, you know, getting out of the simulation and cracking whatever is going on and figuring the case out or whatever. Um, and they talk constantly about like, you chose this, you wanted to forget. And so all these people wanted to forget something. And we see that throughout the series and see, um, we kind of see those things develop and, and we kind of get an understanding of why this group is here. Um, and you do see a lot of, uh, or a decent amount of like interaction between them. That isn't as strong, uh, right. In the series, between but, him? uh, well, but just between all the, all the characters, right. You do oh, okay. see like Mara and Ike spend a lot of time together. Cause they're kind yep. of like heading up the investigation of what the hell's happening. Cause Ike right. is the captain and he's like, what the fuck <laughs> and right. Mara's you know she's uh, just so driven to figure so things driven out to figure out what's going on with her brother pushes that. herself into the investigation basically and volunteers to go uh, search to Prometheus yeah yeah so yeah I, I think they did a really good job they certainly gripped me um, but yeah I just I thought it was worth noting that like I have been a critic of the fact that a lot of the shows we've watched didn't give us very much but this was yeah. a show that did it in a really good way as we way. both have yeah and, uh, and you know like this was a show where having a ton of mystery and not knowing what was going on, like absolutely made me want to press next on, on the like next episode on the, on the queue. Um, Yeah. My, I had an interesting kind of similar vibe. I think you might've liked the show a little bit more than me. I still enjoyed the show for the record. I just think you might've liked it a little bit more Yeah, Uh, where it started like the first two episodes. I was like, I don't like the show. This is a bad show. Yeah, And then like the middle, like, couple i would say like three through six were like damn i'm like i really want to see the next episode like really really compelled what is happening yeah and and then by the end of it i had kind of like figured out everything 
and was bored again. Like the last two episodes I found to be mm, quite okay. tedious, honestly, uh, okay. rather than kind of enjoyable, which it sounds like you were more compelled the whole way through. Like once you got to that really interesting stuff after like the third episode, you kind of stuck to it. Yeah. Basically at the end of the third episode, it's revealed that something mysterious is going on because like the ending stinger shows all of our main characters on monitors, right? Which like, yeah. obviously this show takes place in 1899. They did not have computer right. screens. They didn't have monitors. So we know that something cameras, is a foot, yeah beyond uh beyond the the normal right and that's like okay well something this is some kind of experiment simulation uh what have you and uh so so i i I started there and was like okay this is getting interesting right this is kind of good and then by episode eight i was like it kind of lost me a little bit Mm. and and to me it was like there was too much mystery and not enough they didn't give us quite enough right like a good mystery is like you you ask a hundred questions and provide 10 answers this is like you ask a thousand questions and give two answers right it was like there was too big of a disparity um but I think you're right to say that like the character work is some of the best we've seen. Yeah, and I also definitely. think this is one of the best looking shows that we have watched. I think that yeah. this like cinematography production quality, all of that like blows this show completely out the water. As we know, Netflix wastes billions of dollars on making shows every year. Right. And this is one of the times where I'm sure they gave a lot of money to the dark creators because they had been so successful with dark definitely. and they were like, do whatever the fuck you want. And so they made this much to, uh, you know, the chagrin of the, Netflix because they then canceled it I guess but yeah. I know that this was a very well received show it was very popular mm-hmm. uh, and people were were very upset when it was canceled yeah so yeah I, th- I think those are my kind of the broad swaths uh, <laughs> I, I was like trying to figure out how we should talk about this show because yeah. it's so like layered tell me just like like what were the things that kind of intrigued you about like the mystery so we can kind of because i don't talk that much about it in the synopsis because yeah i could literally like we could literally spend 25 minutes trying to synopsize a show and we'd miss half of it because yeah, of how and dense and it's only eight episodes too and it right? would literally be like a synopsis a 25 minute synopsis wouldn't even tell you everything probably yeah because it's like um, it's really thick uh so so just give me like some some high points some like this isn't even like good or bad of the show yeah, generally right. but just like tell our listeners a little bit more about what you enjoyed about yeah. the show like in in kind of about the story about the characters whatnot you know i I think that good character development period is good character development that's going to sell a show that's going to make people want to watch that's going to get people invested so i'm not going to drum on that as much i think but i think the the thing that was so surprising me was like i said the mystery part of it um i think it was it was very interesting something wasn't right right from the beginning and we kind oh, of see it's a very eerie setting like, this, the yeah. first minute of the show yeah mm. and we see you know we see mara there and she's just kind of like she, the, the wheels are already turning and she's like why am i here what the fuck is going on i know that i'm p- primarily motivated on finding my brother right that was right out of the gates that's what she was looking for was where is my brother i need to like figure out what happened to him because he was on the prometheus and it disappeared four months ago, right? So we have a good setting for her motivation or, you know. Um, but it, it was just interesting watching all of the layers peel very slowly. Like, I would agree with you. The first few episodes, I was like, this isn't going anywhere. I'm not that into it. Like, this doesn't really have me. And then in the middle, I was like, okay, all right. As things are starting to happen, right? Things are starting to develop. So I think it was right around when the fog started rolling in and like yeah. the weird shit started happening with like 
memories like oh, i think it was um lee lee ling yi is the character's name she she yeah. like goes into the fog and experiences or like lives back the trauma that she was trying to forget yep. where basically she took her sister's place um, because she uh, I couldn't tell if it was because she was jealous. I think she was just wanted a new life for herself or um, wanted to take her sister's place and help her get out. Or it was What something... I understood of it was that the their family was of a much lower class and were traditionally prostitutes right. within right. their Chinese village. Yes. And the the sister had basically negotiated a, a way to basically escape posing as a Japanese geisha to right. to america yeah. right and yeah. in an attempt to basically uh put her to sleep and take her place um ling yi gave her too much and killed kills her, her sister yeah. and basically her mom and her have to abscond uh, still taking basically. the place but now with this yeah. kind of added guilt of of yeah. having now killed somebody rather than just right. like uh yeah betrayed them right so you know we see her kind of we, we see her experience that and and kind of re- literally relive that trauma, yeah. And then I was like, okay, you know, we had already seen a, a little bit of of not really like everybody's demons, but we could you could just you get a sense that when everybody's there and they're in front of the camera, they've got some shit that they're going through. And well, and the show is really creative with it too, right? Because there are time every single episode starts with a different passenger or more or less a different passenger's trauma that they've kind of gone through to that led them to, to get to the ship. Right. One of the best ones is we see, uh, I believe they're Danish. I could be wrong. They could be German, but they're basically like what the farmer family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're Danish. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, they're like the third class passengers, right? So they're like basically locked away in the ship and they don't have like, you know, everybody else that we're watching is like first class. And we see uh, Tov, uh, T-O-V-E is the character's name. I don't know uh, the actress's name. Uh, she's been uh, pregnant the whole the whole episode and Mora has actually helped her with her pregnancy at one point because she's a doctor in the simulation. And we see basically how she was raped and became pregnant basically at the mercy of some guy that was owed a debt by the family. Right. And so he's basically like, well, they taking... worked on his farm or something. I think. Yeah. Something and along those lines. Crestor, her brother, uh, yeah. he is gay. He slept with this man's son. And I see. I missed that. Innocence and was basically, he was basically I, he did like, say that, you yeah. took that from me. You took my boy's innocence. You corrupted him. And so basically it was like, I'm going to take something else. And not to mention shooting him in the head, not to mention, but leaving him alive and, and, and all that. And then as they were tied up to wagon wheels, that was like full of stuff. So they couldn't have possibly moved it or gotten out her family. Um, they, they hit, uh, they, he hit her and, and assaulted her. Um, so yeah, I mean it, yeah, I, I think that kind of speaks to those character development moments. Right. But I think as we, as we go through and the events on the ship start happening, you know, we have, we have, they find the Prometheus and they're like, okay, great. We found it. All of our gadgetry was fucking weird when we got there. And now we have this, uh, this, this, uh, telegraph that's telling us that we need to sink the ship. Okay. So they're like, this is, this is Ike and his, his guys in the, um, the bridge and everything. So 
you know, they're like, well, interesting. Okay, well, we need to go figure out what happened on the Prometheus because uh, like thousands of people just literally disappeared and they've not heard of. It's been so four months. Goes yeah. over right, and they find this boy, and the boy is just, you know, and uh, Daniel uh, also makes his way over to the ship. But, um, yeah, I, you, you know, we see that that we go over to there, and you're like, okay, great. So some weird shit happened on the ship. Great. Curious about that wonder what happened it looks very it's very eerie there it's dark it's kind of like overgrown and yeah it's like, like weird and it's, dank yeah because it's been sitting in the middle of the ocean with no movement and nothing no airflow and all that kind of whatever you know uh they come back and then they're towing it they're towing it back and then you have uh long story short a mutiny right where yep. uh, Ike and some of uh, some of his people that I guess were with him or loyal to him get locked up and there's this mutiny and then you basically have two sides and it's not even all just first class and third class people. No. There's like a mix of both that are that are basically at heads with like be what is that at heads with each other? Is that at odds. At odds. Yeah. There's another one that's uh that's that's got the word head in it. Anyways, um Come to I guess head. I'm doing the 25 minute synopsis, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, you have all this stuff going on, and, and all of these different events that occur, right? You have you have the the mutiny, and then they're trying to figure out what to do, and then they're like, "Well, let's just go back. Let's just continue on to America." And then people start jumping off the ship by themselves, and they're in a trance because there's this ticking, and it, literally everybody. Uh, I would say 99% of the people on the boat, all of a sudden after this ticking starts, they just start walking off and jumping off the boat. Okay. Yep. So you're like, what the fuck is happening? There's like that? 20 people left at the yeah, end. There's like literally 20 and people there's over a thousand people that are left who aren't, you know, trance in a trance and like jumping off the boat. And so we see a lot of our characters, other people that were with them fall or they jump off the boat and die. Um, and they're all just, yeah. It's guys, there's a lot that happened in this show. But basically all of those things happened rather slowly in a way, right? Cuz like it was only 8 episodes, but like a lot happened and they they happened slowly over time that made it feel natural in the It's in the 5th episode when everybody starts to jump off the ship, the right? Episode? It sounds like it should be yeah. early on, right? But that but there's it's so like much pretty deep into it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, you know, we have that and then you know, all these people are there. They're trying to figure out, okay, why is everybody falling off? How do we make it stop? And um, they like tie themselves up, tie including themselves up, like so tying up people that were yeah. trying to jump off the ship to save yep. them. Yep. And it's like it. And then the there's writing, a storm. And yeah, it's <laughs> and it's 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 absolutely wild. But basically, you see uh, Ike and Mara as well as Daniel, because Daniel's basically rewiring everything and trying to fix the actual simulation. And yeah. Ike and Mara are trying to figure out what happened to get them there. Uh, but Ike yeah. and, Mara, and they don't know they're in the simulation versus right. Daniel is that, kind of yeah. fully aware of what's going on. He's aware yeah. that this is not yeah. the real world. He, he Along has with, found a way to break out of the simulation mentally. He's still there, but he has figured yeah. out a way to get. He does the means. Yeah, he, 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 does, he doesn't reset like everybody else does when the simulation is wiped and started over. Yeah, right? along with Elliot, who is Daniel and Mara's son, yeah. who is the boy that doesn't speak. We find out that he does actually speak. He does he, speak. You know, says stuff later on. But, like, yeah. for the first four episodes, because he's revealed at the end of the first episode, yeah. for the first four or five episodes, he says nothing. Yeah. 
So you're assuming um, he's mute or something. He's very yeah. creepy and he's so, definitely dressed and uh, yeah. designed to look as scary as possible. Yeah, they did a really good job of making him creepy as fuck. I was like, yeah. this boy is... I when, when He's the about Danish, to murder everybody. When the Danish like, religious farmer folks or whatever and, and their people were like, this boy is the devil. Because the boy came over and then people started dying randomly as well. Um, right. And we think it's Daniel that's doing it. Where yes, he shows up think, in front of the girl yeah. who is the first person to die. He might have actually killed the girl though. I think he I think, did kill that girl. Yeah, because he, he like apologizes to her, but then like, it's I'm sorry, also I have like, to do this. But what but, was he doing? Well, nothing was fucking answered in the show. Well, because they had like him, and then we find out one of the um, uh, the first mate had those little devices where they move yeah. the little the little things in the tray, and they can. Yeah, do I wish stuff. I knew what those are called. I I don't know. They just called it a device. Uh, they didn't really give it a name. Yeah. Right? But Daniel moved something on his device, and then she died. So he killed her. Because she was going to out him, obviously, because she's a child and she's just going to go back to her family and be like, this weird guy who showed up out of nowhere that nobody knows did some weird stuff on the, you know, on the deck. And, um, and so, you know, it's interesting because we think Daniel's the bad guy. And then it turns out as the story develops, he's the good guy. And I, I thought they did that really well, but. Yeah, guys, there's just a lot of those like little layers that happen, and they all happen very subtly and very slowly. Um, and it, yeah, it just gripped me because it was just like little by little, we're learning more, but we do have more questions. But like I like I think they they did introduce a lot more questions when they answered another question, but I think they did it in a way that that worked. Yeah, it's like uh, that. It's like the analogy of like one step forward, two steps back. Like every time they answer a question, they add two more subsequent. Yeah more confusing questions to it right i think of it more as like a branch right you have one right branch, in the same splits way, into right? two and they split into two and two and two and it keeps going right right as you as you ascend yeah um, and so like i suppose we're at like good and bad at this point i mean i i'll jump right yeah. into the, yeah. the good and the bad Please because like i i do think that the story is good i yeah. do i realized kind of the greater like simulation thing at the end of episode two i don't know yeah. when it kind of came yeah. to you I mean, it was pretty obviously a simulation. Yeah, there was, was t- right. There was yeah, exactly. And you, you you don't really know for sure that anything's yeah. really like for sure for sure afoot until the end of the third episode when we a see the ship teleport by uh, some something that Daniel does <laughs> on his little pad right. and the monitors that we see watching everybody. But like the second right. episode kind of shows its hand a little bit more than maybe it was supposed to. Anyway, I'm supposed to be talking about the good. Uh, one really really good thing is yep. the not only the diversity of the acting and the cast, mm-hmm. uh, but the language. Uh, just like in fucking 1899, when the show is supposedly supposed to be taking place, steamerships were traveling across the world, and nobody knew what the fuck anyone was saying because yep. half the show is subtitled because people are speaking in French, in German, in Spanish, in Danish, um, Portuguese, Danish, Portuguese, Mandarin, Japanese. Um, Can't and, and but yeah. yeah, I don't know that you know. distinction but all to say that there is like a broad swath and i was reading you know on the imdb trivia about how the script was originally written entirely in english right and then they basically Mm -hmm. passed it down the line to each of the respective writers who were from the respective countries to rewrite the sections to be appropriate for the language that they were going to be in which is like a very good way to write 
like yeah, multi-layered dialogue. And I really genuinely, like the whole episode, even at the end of episode eight, when all these characters are like in the shit trying to, trying to live and going through these mind fuckery, running through endless hallways yeah. into memories of other people, yeah. right? Like they're still talking in languages that the, they don't understand. And they keep talking about how they don't know what the fuck is going on. Not because they're confused. They're obviously confused because like yeah. it's anachronistic, but they also like someone explained something in English and then the person that only speaks, the only Mandarin speaker there or Cantonese or whatever doesn't know what anyone's yeah. saying, right? She's and like, they can talk about it. Someone tell me what the fuck is happening. Like, right. They're like, <laughs> what did they say? It like, was, uh, uh, Romero, there was a moment with Romero, who's a Portuguese fella. He speaks Spanish as well. But yeah. they're all talking, and everybody but him kind of has a good understanding of what's going on. And he's like, what the fuck is everybody talking yeah. about? Like, what is happening? Someone explains something to yeah. me, right? Yeah. And there's like a little bit, like, you can tell, like, there's, uh, for instance, one of the French speakers like very clearly can understand and speak some English and they can kind of translate. And yeah. then there's like the Germans and the Danes can talk to each other because it's a very similar length. I just loved it. Right. Genuinely. Yeah. Right. It yeah. a made me focus on the show. Right. Because half the fucking show is in a different language. So you yeah. literally have to read the subtitles. Oh, you yeah. can't get away mm -hmm. with, with playing on your phone or being distracted. Absolutely. But B, it like really speaks to the structure and the locality of what the era is supposed to be and right. how realistic that really was, right? Yeah, um, and so way. I really liked it. Uh, and I, I thought the narrative was compelling. I do think it rests uh, a little too hard on some like kind of rote philosophical ideas. And we know based on our past discussions that I hate philosophy. Also hates thinking um, about things. I hate thinking about things. No, it's not that I hate thinking about things. It's like no, it's I a know, little it's... too heavy handed. They bring up the allegory of the cave like 18,000 times. And that's a cool allegory. It's an interesting one to talk about, especially in the context of like people in the 1899s trying to understand what a simulation is. But it like they take it six steps too far every single yeah. time they bring it up. They're like, and imagine if you didn't know what your reality was and if you turned around how much you'd understand what was really going on. It's like, okay, I get what the allegory of the cave is about. Yeah. Uh, but it, like just bring it up once and then forget about it. And then it can linger yeah. in the background and you can think about it. So that was like it. Right. Uh, that's not even that big of a bad. I, I think right. that this show does bring up some interesting topics vis-a-vis -vis simulation reality. What is real? What is fake? Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a little too heavy handed in most of the ways that it does bring it up. Unfortunately. Um, what are your goods before I launch into my actual bats? Uh, goods for me, I would say character development for sure. Um, I think that the, Same for me. the story was very, very good. Um, you know, we, we kind of just covered that, but they, they told a story that, that it was a story that had a lot to say, but didn't use a lot of words for the actual story. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, right? It's a great show. Don't um, tell kind of narrative. Yeah. Yeah. In a really, a really good way. Wonderful. Yeah wonderful job of, of show don't tell um and and I, I would say just like you i really liked uh obviously i wasn't around in, in the 1800s but it felt very authentic the experience yeah. and i and i was able to uh, almost empathize with what that situation was like right like you're from england you speak english and that's all you speak or you're yeah. from France, Maybe you know a little French, you right? You, you, yeah. you, you're Danish, so you probably know a little German. You know, you know Danish Dutch. And, or Dutch. Yeah, excuse me. And then you're, I, well, you are Danish. You speak Dutch, right? Um, yes. Yeah. You're on a boat, and you can maybe talk to some people because they're from the same area or whatever. But 
there's so much communication that happens between these folks with gestures or inflection and the way they speak and the way yeah. that they're emoting with the yeah. rest of like their their body language. Um, or just the mutuality of knowing the situation, right? Yeah, like right. They or the context roll up of on the a situation. fucking ship that everybody knows on the ship yeah. went missing. Yeah. Okay, come with me, right? You're coming over to the yeah. new ship because we need yeah. a priest, we need a doctor. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. So it was just um, I thought they did that very well, and and yeah, I was I was imagining like, well, how would I get by if I was on a big boat like it would that? be really fucking hard. To, I couldn't talk to ninety five percent of the people on the boat, yeah. and then let alone all this shit that's happening. <laughs> and, and you know, the other really interesting thing is that we, we get sprinkles every single episode. We, we start each episode with a character backstory. That's like very distinct, yeah. right? We know that this is about X, Y, or Z character. Right. But that really only covers maybe half, if that of the principal cast. Yeah. And we only yep. ever see like little tableaus. We see like the images of their memories that would probably lead to the trauma that kind of got them there. Right. But we never really actually see it. And that's like another great example of like that show don't tell kind of mentality because your mind starts to roll about like, okay, well what happened in the sauna bath or what happened in the well with the cage at the bottom of it. Right. Yeah. And we see like little hints of that all speckled throughout the show. And it's very compelling it's very interesting. And at the end of the show, we don't know why the Portuguese slash Spanish uh, couple uh, pretending to be brothers is there. Yep. We don't know why uh, the French woman is there, the 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 wife of the the, the Frenchman, right? Like, it, And it yeah. does a really good job of that because we know that everybody in this group has gotten these mysterious like letters that yes. are telling them that what was lost will be found again. Yep. But we don't understand the histories of everybody and very similar to like not understanding the dialogue of some of them. We don't know the rationales and the histories. And it's just like, that is where the mystery is the most compelling to me. We're yep. like trying to understand what these people are all running from. Cause it's very clear that they're all running from something. Right. And it's, right. uh, it's very good. I, I, I can't praise the show enough for its narrative structuring. Cause it really is strong. Yeah. Um, Definitely. I think, I think visually as well, that's another, that's another good for me is that not only were the settings that they were in, right. Cause they're on a boat. They made, they made a, a big barge or cruise ship look interesting. The way people navigated through it and the different, Absolutely. the different areas people would be in and the kind of the different lives they're living while on the same boat. Not the distinction between do, first and second class. Right, exactly. And the, uh, uh, not only did they do that really well, they also, when they break out of the simulation or not really break out of the simulation, but I guess break out of the boat vis-a-vis -vis the, uh, the tunnels with the black brick that open with the beetle and yep. whatnot. You, <laughs> I'm imagining yeah. somebody listening to our podcast, right. And hearing that sentence from you and it's complete so, nonsense. I know exactly what you're yeah, saying. There's like a beetle and the beetle opens doors that, uh, did, did that, didn't exist we the first time we're introduced <laughs> to this beetle is daniel we see is basically stowed away aboard the ship right he's yeah. he's the person that knows everything and he has this beetle in his hand and he goes to moira's cabin sees that it's locked goes to the cabin next door sets the beetle down who then crawls under the door and opens the door for him yeah. so he can kind of commandeer the cabin later on we see the boy elliot who is kind of under the care of moira at the time uh, use it to go down into this tunnel that's underneath everybody's bed that leads to their memory. Yep. And when you just go down the tunnel, there's nothing at the bottom. It's just it's empty. It's just, like a chimney at the yeah, bottom, right? Exactly. 
but then you take the beetle and you kind of point it at the wall and then it mysteriously opens up this kind of tunnel to crawl through that leads to the memory it's complete nonsense but that's what andrew was describing for everybody who's listening and is very confused please continue so so the the idea of the beetle unlocking random doors you know in on the cruise ship and all that and then and then opening up those tunnels like what the fuck was the beetle about Right, that's a big question, but it, it's that mystery thing where it's like, well, obviously there's a reason why the beetle does something. Maybe it's just a token in the simulation, right? It, it could just not mean anything. But but I think as far as like the landscapes, everybody's different traumatic experience and memory that was behind that tunnel was done very well. Yeah. Um, done in and you understand the a, motivations, right? It's, yeah, it's just such a way where, you know, a lot of them most of them, if not all of them felt very bleak and very dense when you went there. Right. There wasn't really a lot in all of them, but you could feel from the way the, the color of it, how, um, yeah, I just, I'm I'm trying to think of the word for, but I'm not a photography or videography guy, but basically the color of it, it wasn't vibrant. It was very, uh, it was very humdrum and very like washed out and very muted. Yeah, I guess muted. Yeah, uh, and it you just felt really somber, right? Mm-hmm. When you're watching it, and just had it. Well, most of the stories are supremely sad. As oh, well. incre- right, incredible. They are. They're actually yeah. very traumatic, and yeah. that's the reason why all these people are trying to escape it. But just the settings that matched the, the settings matched very well those traumas and those memories, totally. and and so I think setting setting was really great. Um, man, yeah. I could just honestly, I could talk about this for a while. Well, um, then I want to hear some of your bads, right? Let's let's uh, you know um, I, we've praised the show quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, we spent the last like 10, 15 minutes talking about what the all the show does, right? I'm curious what you think. One the show more, does wrong. one more good first. Um, okay, fine. The mystery was so good that like at the end, you know, you see Mara pop out of her pod, and then there's a little console and it has some text or whatever. Like, oh, that was so. The storytelling and the mystery of it, like you want to know more. I, I, I want to know more. I want. Why yeah, are they in space? More, Why are they in right? the simulation in space? Um, Why, you know? Yeah, it's it was just done so well, and that yeah, the mystery. I mean, not only the narrative, but the mystery in the narrative deserves to me its own good, specifically because I tend to criticize that in a lot of the shows, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, but bads. Um. It was canceled. That's what was bad. According to um, a brief Google search that I just did while you were talking, why it was canceled was that this is speculation. The watch-through rate was low. Yes, the 50% rate. Below 50%. uh, Completion rate, right? Yeah, completion rate. That's what it is. Yeah, so so basically for for those of us who don't know what we're talking about, uh, if a show... If people get basically halfway through the show and stop watching, they don't actually watch like the final episode of the last two or three episodes. Netflix kind of slates that for potential cancellation because it's right. showing like, oh, well, people aren't finishing the show. So what's the point of making a show that people aren't going to finish anyway? Yeah, I would imagine some of your best shows that continue probably have in in the 70s and 80s completion rate. That's just literally conjecture. I don't know. Right. But yeah, because Netflix than, doesn't release that stuff. Yeah. Around 50, less than 50. That's not a very high confidence to put a bunch of money into a new series, but bads. I don't know. I honestly don't have that many bads. I, I really, I really, I really am struggling to find something bad. I did rather enjoy the show. 
um, why don't you go first and maybe maybe what you say is gonna is gonna drum something up for me. But I'm I'm really coming up blank. I, I don't have a lot of criticism for this show. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I got into it a little bit. I think it's a little heavy-handed with some of its uh, philosophical uh, ideas sure. and the like. What is real? What is fake? You know, yeah, kind sure. of allegory. Not to say that there isn't merit to the discussion or the idea, but it's just like it kind of beats you over the head with it a little bit more than it needs to. And that disappointed me because it could have embraced some subtlety with it and it really doesn't. Sure. I also found that the character, like there was too many characters for me to care about. There was a lot of bloat. If you had tightened this down to like six really strong, like six of the best characters, you you could have gotten a much better narrative where there can still be secondary characters, interesting other narratives that go along with it. But like by the end of it, all we care about is Daniel, Moira, uh, Ike and Elliot. Right. And we're also seeing, I think six to 10 other people throughout the whole rest of the final episode dealing with the errors of the show, like the final events of the show. I'm sure in season two they could have come up. There would have been more in-depth characterization yeah. of them. But because we don't have that, we can only go off of what we did have. And I found that there was just too much for me to care about. It's like every time it would cut away to them running through the hallways trying to escape this like crystalline structure that was invading the ship mm -hmm. that is the virus of the program, I guess, I say with zero confidence. Uh, it was more like I was Pyramidian like, architecture of the simulation starting to collapse. I, who fucking knows, to right? Me. That's what it works yeah. like, but I. It, but they they called knows. it a virus at one point, and when one of the characters touches it, her hand like slowly starts to disintegrate and turn black, and yeah. it's like moving up there her body. A, there was a virus in the simulation. I just wasn't sure that the black stuff that we saw. See, I think it was a was the virus, but I think that's something that you know. Well, there you go. It like it speaks to the clarity of ideas, right? Things. That I'm kind of discussing, right? Yeah. Where it's like you have too many characters, and there's a lot of good twenty in general. the main cast. By the way, I count twenty. Holy shit! Twenty main cast, yeah. And then you have probably another ten as like other... uh, recurring and guest, yeah. Yeah. And those are just uh, the characters that have names that we know about that are exactly right. Significant. But it, it's it's just like a lot of bloat, and the ideas are also bloated in the same manner, right? Like we don't know if these weird crystals that start showing up at the end of episode six are a virus, are part of the simulation naturally yeah. decaying, are part, you know, like who knows, right? And sure. it never takes the time to explain it or kind of en enable some understanding. And it's one thing to like leave mystery for the audience to figure out. It's another thing to just not answer questions that deserve answers, right? And I think there's like a little bit of that in here where we're getting a lot of questions, we're getting a lot of mystery, but then it never gets answered. And it's not for the sake of like, more mystery it doesn't beget more mystery it's just like what is this weird crystal that's growing out of everything now it's like well you know move on right yeah it's just kind of hand wavy and that that disappoints me i like when things are mysteries and then the mysteries are answered if you're just leaving me with infinite questions it i tune out very quickly yeah so i think that there was just a little too much blow in terms of the characters in terms of the mystery it could have been tightened up a lot more reduced the number of characters to the kind of a, a, a core fewer number maybe by the the number that we have in the final episode after all yeah. the characters are kind of cut cut down i think you would have enjoyed it uh, a little bit more and then just like 10 to 15 fewer mysteries to kind of unravel yeah. because i'm sure whoever's listening to this is very lost at this point because it's <laughs> yeah. like needlessly complicated you can make a story complicated but it needs to have a reason to be complicated and sure. this gets needlessly complicated pretty quickly all right 
fair. So respectfully disagree that the mystery okay. was too much. Okay. But I, I can I can be on the same page that the character was a little bloated. Like the characters were a little bloated. The cast was a little bloated. They did make for some interesting like conversation and back and forth and motivations between people. But they, they could have pared that down and still had the same effect. Um, and I would say I guess that's my bad. Because I really don't have much more. Uh, but that leads me into a conversation that I usually don't want to have. But do this time is what's going to happen in season two and i'm just going to go for it season two okay so so to to set this off the very end of the last episode uh which is like omega spoiler by the way this whole thing is (laughs) if you've made it this far you can still watch the show and basically you know still have a great experience because we've basically touched on nothing um the very end of the show (laughs) we see um Mara break out of the, I guess, the 1899 simulation. Mm -hmm. And you said previously that she is now in reality, but I think that she's in another simulation. Very well could be. I only say that because the monitor says, welcome to reality. Well, sure. Yeah. It says, welcome to reality. However, we are also dealing with, uh, so her brother ends up, so <clears throat> okay this is because i have to explain more <laughs> every time about we talk show, about something we have, I, well, to, have explain to explain 10 more minutes of yeah things. I, right i have to explain more about the show to add context <laughs> to what i think is going to happen in season two right so so we find out this entire time that the singleton ship company or whatever is uh is actually owned by mara's father his her father bought the ship company to 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 do these experiments right that's the narrative we get we find out that her father is actually also just trapped in the simulation and that her brother the kieran the missing guy that she's initially motivated to find uh is actually has actually taken over well mara had created this whole program because she wanted to forget the death of her son elliot or that he was dying. He, I don't know if that he had actually died yet. He hadn't died yet. She wanted to forget that that was happening and the, and the loss of him. And so she created this program, got trapped in it, but her brother took over and basically was like the master architect of the program after she was in it, in the simulations. So he is the mastermind behind it now. He is essentially staged a coup and taken over. But this guy is apparently very is obviously very masterful at this kind of thing so what i think we see in season two now that we've explained even more about this show while also explaining nothing is that (laughs) (laughs) is that she breaks out of the first layer of simulation right we go yeah you're taking it like the inception route where it's like layers upon layers in a a way right yeah yeah. She, she breaks out of the first layer of the simulation and now she's she is broken out in the way that daniel had broken out in 1899 right in the previous she has agency she's not part of the simulation anymore in the way that she is controlled by it she is a free agent in that simulation um and and i think what we see is her trying to figure out hey how to get out of the room that she's locked in right uh whether whether she's locked in it well, it seems like she would be. Uh, I guess that's my assumption is that she probably would be. We don't know. But 
you know, we see her find her way out of the room. Maybe Kieran lets her, Kieran lets her out and starts telling her information as she goes from console to console, um, or from room to room. But I think we see her then trying to figure out, okay, what's going on in, in this area? What's going on in this spacecraft, this space station that I'm on? The Prometheus. The Prometheus, right? Uh, because it's called Project Prometheus, and I think that's why it's still a simulation, even though it says reality, because it is called Project Prometheus. Uh, it's not I a lot to go on, but but <laughs> anyways. No, I think so, you're right, right? I mean, it inevitably leads to like a, a mirrored version of the first yeah. season, but now on a spaceship instead yeah, of a but traditional now, steamer ship. Right, but now she is like the Daniel to 1899 to 2099. She's the one right. who's got free agency. She's going to try to break people out. You have uh, notable faces that I remember seeing were Jerome, Ike, uh, the Danish farmer, older couple. You have um, Oleg was there. Who Oleg was, a, was there, the Polish the man. You have, uh, Ling Yi and her mother. And basically, a lot of our main cast are yeah. in this spiral thing, all attached the to the simulation, room, yeah. the circular room thing. Do you ever go to the fair? I don't know if your fair had this or if you went to the fair as a kid. <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> they have like that the gravity thing that spins yeah, where it spins and you get stuck really to it it yeah. basically looked like that but high tech and everybody's yeah, head I mean, is like in a thing where the simulation is coming from right yeah and they're, Anyways, they're basically held against the walls so I, I think she's trying to get out she's going to try to break some other people out of said simulation or first she's going to discover that it is potentially a simulation and try to figure out um that but then also try to break someone out of it so she has a buddy and probably maybe discovers daniel there because theoretically he is broken out of the experiment or out of the simulation in a way where he has agency too. Maybe she comes so, across him or maybe he's just stuck. Cause I kind of got the impression he might just be stuck, but she was able to get out. I don't so know. So my question, right. Was when it was panning around showing the faces of a lot of the characters that we've been seeing yeah. on the 1899 simulation, yeah. uh, I could have sworn that in the process of panning, one of the pods was also empty separate from hers. Uh, I didn't catch that. It very well could have been. I'd have to because as it's like panning around, it. right? We see where she comes out and she's like slowly walking a circle around the room. Yeah, and then it was like blue, spaces. and then it turned off to a different color because she had just exactly. Yeah, but then I feel like one, one of them was missing. Yeah, and mm -hmm. so I think that is either her brother or some other person who's really in charge of everything, right? You know, okay. it gets very layered, right? And so, like, I think yeah. inevitably I have to kind of follow along with, like, what would we see in another season with what you're saying, right? We would see yeah. now them being on a spaceship as opposed to a steamer ship. Yeah. And I think I go a little bit differently. I think that she would let everyone out of the simulation, and now it's, like, the camaraderie, right? Because, like, presumably they were all knew each other prior to going into this layer of the simulation versus being total strangers in the past. Right. And now they're able to like communicate and know what's going on because we don't know what Mara remembers now that she's out of the simulation. Right. Correct. We know yeah. that she kept forgetting the loops every time and like new memories were basically constructed for her, but we don't know. Maybe she remembers everything. She's like, Oh yeah, this is, re of course I'm in reality now. We don't yeah. know. Cause we don't, we don't hear any words or see any inner monologue. Yeah. And so I'd be curious to see like now, what the passengers quote unquote passengers would be like now that they're out of that simulation and back in the quote unquote real world. Yeah. Um, and how they would now interface with this, you know, 2099 technology rather than the 1899 yeah. technology. The question really quick yeah. though is 
would she be able to even break them out of it? Because she had to have a special a special artifact and like a key to go into the artifact to break out. But that Do was when you're in the simulation. She could just pull a fucking lever outside of it maybe, and turn it off. Maybe that's that's my presumption, right? Yeah. I, I, or maybe there's sure. a like a HAL nine thousand, you know, like a a a a, a, a AI or some other <laughs> yeah. similar thing running yeah. the whole ship because yeah, when be. it pans out of the whole ship, right, like we see her look out a window and it's in space and we see the, yeah. the, the whole uh, spaceship, it, it shows very similar rooms to the one that she's in. So there could yeah, be hundreds spinning of around, different yeah. simulations all running yeah. in tandem. We also have no idea where the ship is going, which we could be revealed, right? Maybe earth was destroyed and you know, who knows, right? Probably. Um, but finding other people in different simulations that are completely distinct, inserting themselves into those simulations to try and break those people out. Cause they're integral to whatever they need to do. Yeah. There's a lot you could have taken with the show. And it's frankly disappointing that it didn't get another season. Yeah. Agreed. 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 Um, My head hurts a little bit. Yeah. From talking about the show. Yeah. Man, this is this is one that I'm like, God damn! I really wish I really wish there was another season. Like, yeah. Give me give me the star. Give give our yeah. listeners the star layout, and then give yeah. me your star rating because we're we're basically there. Uh, so it's out of five stars. A zero is basically an idea that that shouldn't have gone past a fleeting thought. A one would be, you know, idea script pilot. We see a pilot. All right, that's enough. Two is going to be a season that was rightfully canceled uh, or a show that was rightfully canceled after one season. Uh, Three is going to be, you know, we enjoyed it. We maybe didn't enjoy it. Uh, It could have gone another season. That would have been okay. Um, It's kind of your watch at your own risk. If you liked our conversation, if you like the concepts that we cover and that the show seems to cover, then, you know, if it sounds interesting, go for it. Uh, Four is going to be, um, shows that we really enjoyed that we would have wanted to see at least one or two more seasons of uh, that definitely should have continued. Uh, it's not the end of the world that they did, but um, definitely would have loved to see more of those television series. And five is going to be the absolute crimes and the sins of production companies <laughs> to cancel these shows. Yeah. Uh, the, the ones that truly, truly, cast despair on television that they are not continuing um or despair on us as a society as a human race Uh, yeah as a human race that that they're not continuing because the art is it's basically the the idea that the art that whoever made was so good that it deserved to continue yeah um it is a five so Oh man. So then what's your rating? Um, I mean, going over it again, I have a pretty yeah. solid idea of what yours is going to be. Do I think you? I'm going to surprise you. Why don't you go first then? And then you tell me what you think I'm going to pick. I think that you're going to pick a four. Okay. Uh, because you just literally said before synopsizing the, the, the thing that you really wish there was another season, which basically begets a four. Yeah. You could go with three, but I would be surprised. Okay. And I know I am solidly in a three here. Um, okay. I think that, because of a lot of the bad that I was talking about with its heavy handedness and the fact that it's like almost too confusing for its own good, right? Like they could have just streamlined. I can see the, like the ways you could cut just little bits down and really, really improve the show quite a bit. Um, And so for me, it's like a very solid three. If you want kind of a weird mind bendy show that is frankly interesting, well shot, well acted, you would enjoy the show. If it sounds like, Oh, I don't want to show that's just about people in a simulation. Then you can leave (laughs) this one behind and you won't miss anything. So I'm, I'm very solidly in a three. Okay. Okay. But now it's your turn. And I want to see if I was right. 
Uh, yeah, probably a four. I, I, there was actually a, a moment where I was considering a five, to be honest with you. Wow. I really enjoyed Damn. this show, man. I'm, I, I'm and, happy you enjoyed it. That's great. And uh, I, I think, however, it deserves to be a four. Um, because I don't yeah. know that I, I don't know that I would say this show has the cultural impact of a that's five. That's the thing I think that that's deserves the distinction. to be preserved and continued. Yeah. Um, the, it, it was absolutely very interesting, and I, I really enjoyed it. I loved watching it, um, and I and I want more. We're not going to get it. Um, so I, I think it's pretty pretty solidly a four. And I think that for you folks who are like, these guys never give a five. It's not the idea that the show was great and I wanted to see it continue for me, at least for a five. It's really about the impact this show had on the culture of television. Right. right? And pop culture is what's going to push something from a great show that gets a four and goes to a five. So, yeah, and I the the broader context is I think an important part, right? Because like yeah. we're, we're not trying to be stingy with our scores. The reason that these shows were canceled was because they're bad, and they're so the odds that they're going to get a five anyway yeah, are exactly. kind of rare, <laughs> right? Right. But this is one of those few shows where it's good. Like I I did not dislike the show. I want it to be made very yeah. clear that I enjoyed the show. I just like when I think about our scaling system, when I think about the other shows that we've talked about relative to the low numbers and the high numbers, right? right? The Pan Ams, if you will. I know we keep bringing it up, but it was our, it's the only four I've given up to this point. Yeah. This show was not as good as Pan Am to me. I don't think it's, it's the only four I've given. Really? I don't think that's I true. think so. I'd have to go through our, our list of shows, but I doubt that I've given any more. Mm. Uh, We'll, we'll double check. Uh, our statistician, Annie, our statistician, will check it out. Annie is going gonna, is gonna to verify, and we'll let you know next episode. We're going to have her on on an episode at one point in the future, and it's going to be really interesting to hear yeah. how crotchety and how we give everything twos and ones. <laughs> but like that's that's my point, right? This show should have probably gotten another season, and that's why it's solidly in a three, right? Two means I don't need another season. Three means I could have gotten another season. I would have been happy. I think I probably would have liked the next season better, being in a much more traditional sci-fi setting of space. Sure. Yeah. And... I wish that I could see another season because I would also watch another season definitely. But I like I like said, that's a four then. <laughs> but it's not like the thing about a four is that I really need to have enjoyed the whole show, and I enjoyed like half of the show. Like we were talking about, right? There's like four episodes that I enjoyed out of the eight, and that's a pretty low hit rate. Yeah. And the fact that I knew it was a simulation by episode two, when really it's trying to reveal it by like episode five, kind of defeats mm. a lot of the purpose for me. It's giving us clues, and if you're able to put it together yourself, then pat on the back. But you don't know anything else, right? Yeah, I'm just I'm still sticking with my three, right? No, because not, not only it's it it's also a recommendation to our listeners, right? Yeah. And so I think like depending on anybody's given taste, right? I know a lot of people who we've talked to about our pod hate that I don't like philosophy, but this is yeah. one of those interesting philosophical questions that I think merits conversation a little bit more and does a good job of handling it. Yeah. But again, I just don't think that to a like if I showed this to any Joe Schmo, I think it's extremely inaccessible. I don't think it's okay. generally like a popcorn show that I could just turn on for anyone and enjoy. I think most of the fours and fives that we're going to end up doing are going to be like that. We're like Pan Am. If you like good television, you're going to like Pan Am because yeah, you and I accessible. definitely did not think that we were either of us were going to enjoy that show and it blew us out of the fucking water. I knew I knew I was going to not like that show. It, yeah right and it we and we both right. ended up surprised this is one of the similar things where i thought i was gonna like the show and it kind of disappointed me based on my expectation that's a that's a fault in my own expectation but it's yeah. like an important point to note where 
I think that if I showed this to one of our mutual friends that we have, two of them would love it and four of them would hate it, let's say, randomly, just yeah. just calling out a number. Yeah. And so I think that's why it can't be a four for me, fundamentally. All right. Fair enough. Um, but this is a very the good discussion. The, the prosecution rests. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, like I said, I enjoyed the show. A three yeah. is still a recommendation from from both of us, right? Like we, it's a watch yeah. at your own risk, right? Where we acknowledge that you might not enjoy it as much as we did, and I think that pe- plenty of people could enjoy the show. And if you like an interesting sci-fi premise, if you like uh, good acting, if you like the time period, I think it's all it's all good. Hundred percent agree. I'm eager because before we started recording, you said you had picked out our next show. Yes. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what our next show is. But before we do that, Andrew, where can the people find us? Yeah, you can find us on all socials, uh, season underscore one underscore pod, as well as season one pod.com. We would love some recommendations of new shows. If you have any, we'd love a review. Uh, Please write a comment. Give us that five stars. Boost that algorithm. Get us in front of new, new listeners. Uh, but mostly we just really appreciate uh, you guys listening and the, and the viewer or listenership yep. that we have. Uh, thanks for sticking with us as we, as we do this little project. Yeah. Um, got a little and if you feel there, but we do really appreciate you guys. Yeah. And it, it means a lot when we hear people enjoy the show and we've, yeah. uh, we've really appreciated the, the comments and the, the feedback that we've gotten about it. Uh, one minor programming note, this is only relevant to a select few people of you, but if you are listening to the podcast on Stitcher, uh, which is a podcast platform that is going away. I think the day that this episode goes out is the last day Ooh. that Stitcher will ever exist. So if you're using Stitcher as a platform, you got to switch to Apple Podcasts, to Spotify, to Pocket Cast, to uh, Overcast. There's a there's a ton of different places. Rocket Stitcher's just going away. <laughs> yeah, whatever that was. Uh, just minor note uh, in case you use Stitcher. That's a general rule. That's not yeah. us. That's not our podcast exclusively. That's Stitcher is going away as a platform. So just a just a friendly, kind reminder that I've been hearing a lot of podcasts give, and I figure we should do the same because I don't know where everyone listens to our podcast from. Agreed. And thank you all for listening. Andrew, what is our next show? Drum roll, please. <laughs> okay, it's not going to do that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we're going to watch A League of Their Own. Oh, uh, this, this was canceled uh, this week. Yeah, it's very, very recently canceled. Um, it was actually renewed in March 2023, but then canceled very, very, very recently due to the, uh, because the, of the current writers' strike. strike. Right? Yeah, yeah, the writers um, and actors' strike. Yeah. Now so I know that they're shopping this one around. Is this kind of a risky play for one that could be resurrected? Presley. You gotta risk it to get the biscuit, my guy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's, that's gotta a lot. Gotta risk it to get the biscuit. You know. There, what was the other show that we watched that could still potentially get renewed? Uh, uh, Willow. Willow. That's right. Yeah. Willow. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't officially super kill it. Uh, it's just yeah. probably not happening for a There's while. There's no way they're gonna make another season. Of that. It's totally completely dead. We if if they do that after the writer's strike when Bob Iger has been such an asshole, I'll be yeah. stunned. Like True. we'll do a review, like a re-review of that because yeah. it'll be buck wild. We should just do a review on Bob Iger. Um, <laughs> season one of Bob Iger. Person. Um, okay, so yeah. yeah, a league of their own getting back on track uh, yep. is basically um, the, the about the formation of the Rockford Peaches, which is a women's team in nascent uh, the nascent all-american girls professional baseball league it takes place in 1943 uh, so is it an adaptation baseball. of the movie or is it a, its own thing 
Great question. I don't know. Uh, we'll find it out, an I adaptation guess. of the 1992 film. So I wonder if it's just name. like a broader show of the same context. Because yeah. that's a great film. Yeah. If you haven't I watched haven't the movie, it, you should. But, but we're going to watch the show and talk about it in two weeks' time. Yes, we will. And that is on, it is an Amazon uh, video, Amazon Prime video series. And it is available on Amazon Prime. Woohoo. One of the first shows ever that is actually available on a streaming service that we are covering. <laughs> We're relevant. Let's get it. We love it. Uh, well, I hope all of y'all will tune in to that show and see if you all enjoy it. See if it should get picked up by a different studio to, to continue it. Uh, but until next time, my name is Presley. My name is Andrew. And we watch it. You should too.